Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. A fish, a bird, and the sea. You might be wondering why I was going to talk about that today, and will. And I mentioned in the newsletter that fish, birds, and the ocean have quite a significant symbolism, not only in Christianity, but also in other scriptures. Now we take the Bible obviously in a way where we not necessarily literally understand the stories to be. When we look at the ocean or the sea, what comes to mind are basically two stories in the New Testament where Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee with the disciples. Right? In one case, Jesus is a little late. He is going off up the mountain and let the disciples go by themselves, and then they get into a storm, and they get all in trouble and get worried, and then Jesus walks on the water and convinces Peter that he can do the same thing. In the other story, again, Jesus is with the disciples, but he's asleep in the stern of the boat. Again, they get into trouble with some rough weather and some rough waters. And both really have a lot to do with faith, those stories. One very obvious because Peter is the only one who is stepping out of the boat and tries it out, right? So for a little moment there, he's actually able to walk on water until he loses faith. Peter, as we know, is the apostle that represents the power of faith as we use the 12 powers um, in our teachings. So the ocean has a lot to give in terms of what it means. In both stories, the ocean is wild and it gets really rough. And in both stories, the ocean then eventually calms down. Water has a form of symbolism that can either mean cleaning to cleanse, it can also mean some negativity, especially when we are in a rough sea. That is a symbol for having a hard time, as simple as that. And when we have a hard time, then we need to remind ourselves of our true nature. This is where Jesus comes in. Now, I was thinking about the story that happened to me a few, few years ago. Um, it was actually in the Indian Ocean. Um, I am a yacht master. I've taken several courses all the way up to the yacht master, Royal uh, Yachting Club or Royal Yachting Association yacht master. So I had to learn how to run a boat, a rather large 
sailboat, had to learn how to run a crew, had to learn to be a captain, how to navigate, how to get out of trouble. And believe me, the Indian Ocean is not a very kind sea. So often I felt in that particular case, I felt that when the ocean was angry, I sometimes took it to heart. And I thought, why is the ocean so angry with me? But then this story comes again to mind of the disciples crossing the Sea of Galilee and Jesus appearing every single time to calm the sea down. Now, don't be worried. I didn't get out of the boat and I didn't learn how to walk on water. Uh, also wasn't asleep in the stern, so none, none of that. But the funny thing is, with one of those stories, as a yacht master, you had to run a crew for several days. So you had to buy provisions, you had to um, organize everything, uh, cooking, you had to be on a sleep schedule, and so on. And as you get closer and closer to the final exam, you get new crew members who have never done this before to help you on the boat. Or maybe they have done a week or two in, on a boat. So one of the hardest things to do in sailing is to sail at night because you don't really have a lot to navigate with, especially when you're out in the ocean. And so we had these new crew members. There were two of us who be, were moving toward Yachtmaster and two crew members that were relatively new and for them, it was the first time doing an overnight sailing trip. And as it happens when you do several days, the captain has to sleep, right? So <laughs> I made the, now in retrospect, not very sensible choice that I wanted to be asleep overnight for at least four hours. And so we left the two crew members in charge of navigating the boat. Well, big mistake, right? Not only did, couldn't they really, they couldn't sail. Um, and because, because they just weren't too inexperienced. So we had to take the sails down because they were going left and right. And then we were motoring which basically is just very slow, but at least you could just tell them, this is the compass, this is the heading, please go that way. Anyway, as it happens, and I think it's so funny that I chose this story for today because I pretty much feel pretty sick right now. <laughs> what happened was, is that because it was a rough sea and because they had to go a certain direction. The waves were bashing against that boat. And have you ever been on a boat that was being bashed really heavily? Guess what happens to most people? They get seasick. Well, usually when you're on a boat, then when you get seasick, you stay up on deck and then you just hang over uh, the railing because that's the smartest thing to do. However, because it was such a rough sea, um, the two new crew members were absolutely afraid to do that. 
So what did they do instead? The first one who got sick ran all the way down and uh, tried to use the little um, sink in the galley, uh, but he didn't make it. So not to be too graphic, but there was a lot of spray going on <laughs> in, the entire, in the entire galley. And then because I was asleep, I didn't hear anything. I started smelling something, but I didn't really, I didn't know what was going on. The other yacht master who was on the um, on night shift, he tried to then clean it up. Actually, he tried and completely failed. Guess what he, what happened to him? Have you ever, yeah? Okay. So the other crew member then said, well, let me be a good sport. Uh, let me give this a, a try. And guess what? He got sick as well. Eventually, they woke me up because we had, we were four crew members. Three of them were sick, too sick to sail. And then they had to wake me up to sail the boat or to at least motor the boat in the, in the correct direction. So you can imagine that um, in that particular moment, I wasn't that happy, right? Because the sea was rough, everything was upside down, the, the entire galley was uh, dirty. And so the first thing that I had to do is I had to put the autopilot on and start cleaning up because obviously that would have um, just stayed for a long time. As I was cleaning up, I was just thinking to myself, well, isn't that really interesting that out of all of us, I'm the only one who stays without being sick. It's not because I didn't feel like getting sick, but there was no choice, no other choice. So you might be wondering why worrying too much about this story. Well, I used this story before, not here, uh, at my previous church, because I used to call it the $1 million thing that happens. But I wanted to give you a little bit of a, uh, an idea how I felt after having cl to clean up after three people, after got, having gotten sick. So I wasn't really in a happy place, right? So think probably very similar to the disciples when they were in the boat and kind of like not very happy with that whole uh, storm going on. Well, there's a bird and there's a fish also. We all know the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Now, as we don't necessarily look at this from a literal point of view, Feeding the 5,000, the fish and the bread have symbolisms. The bread, as you probably remember from um, taking communion on Good Friday and on Easter Sunday, bread means substance. Substance out of which everything comes into existence, right? So, and we are using our divine powers to tap into that substance and to create. So when we think of bread, we think of that ultimate core of not 
just yet manifested. Fish have also meaning. Fish usually are translated as divine ideas. We need both. We need substance, we need the potential and possibility, and we need fish, we need ideas to bring that substance into form. There's another story that's about birds. And I can already see you. Um, you're wondering where is this all going? The birds, there is a beautiful story about not to worry. Who remembers that story? The birds in the air and the lilies in the field. So birds are often translated or interpreted metaphysically as either not to worry or be free as a bird or pure freedom. So we have fish, our divine ideas. We have birds, freedom that we get from tapping into our divine presence. And we have the ocean, who can be sometimes rough, but as Charles Fillmore, our co-founder, said, we all are part of that ocean. It's very common to think of the ocean being, we being the drop and God being the ocean, right? But Jaws actually used a different um, symbolism. He used the eddy. Does everyone know what the eddy is? It's the little swirl, right? I love it because I can separate the drop from the ocean, right? I can take a bucket and can take water and put it aside, and I can separate that. Try to do that with an eddy. You cannot separate the eddy from the ocean, which, again, goes to the whole oneness idea and what we are here for. I heard uh, Barb saying about community, you know, how important volunteering is for the community, how being in service is so important for our community. We're all eddies in the same ocean. We're all experiencing storms once in a while. And sometimes we behave like the disciples, and sometimes we behave like Jesus Christ. It's our choice. We have the freedom to choose. And we have the ideas and the power, the fish, to bring into manifestation what we truly desire. A fish, a bird, and the sea are all symbols for service, are symbols for community, and symbols that allow us to understand who and what we truly are. When we volunteer, when we serve, when we are in following the footsteps of some of the great teachers, including Jesus Christ, and we're learning to be in service to that path, to our own spirituality, that's when we come alive. When we are in service, we are just like feeding the 5,000. We have all the bread that we need, and we have all the fish that we need in order to feed ourselves. We are taking moments in our lives and bring it alive by simply following some of these simple, 
stories and what those stories can tell us. Now, there's a second part to my story, and I will close with that. And um, that's why it's called the Million Dollar Story. So after going through all this, uh, sitting in the back of the stern, still going up and down, finally the other three crew members came up, still a little bit woozy, and with the four of us were just sitting there in the darkness. It was a moonless night, completely dark. And then we heard And we were kind of going, what the heck is that? And it will go again. And it will be left and right, behind us and in front of us. And for a moment, I was sitting there, and everything became very quiet until, boom, I got hit in the head by something really big, about that big. I don't have a picture, but what do you guess it was? Both. A flying fish. The chances of being hit in the head by a flying fish. But what does that mean now? You, I'm very special, of course, but you, we all are special, right? So there's moments in life when we have to do certain things, like cleaning up after someone else who is too sick to do so, right? We sometimes serve in the capacity as a volunteer. We serve as someone who really cares about certain charities or a certain um, an idea. We're all, we're all in that, um, we're all challenged often or sometimes really doing those things, doing the things that we really care about. So sometimes we have to clean up not only about our, after us, but after others. And sometimes you can be in the middle of the ocean thinking about all sorts of what, and you get hit by a flying fish. Now, I was thinking about that. Well, what does it mean to combine a fish and a bird? On one hand, we have the freedom. On the other hand, we have the ideas. Our ideas that we have, the things that we care about every day, they are important. There's a reason why. We have those ideas. And we have the freedom, just like the birds in the air and the lilies in the field, we have the freedom to go about those ideas. And so I wanted to start us off this Sunday, and I'm hoping I'm making a little bit of sense because I'm not feeling too well, as you can tell. <laughs> but it comes back alive for me. I wanted to talk about this because it's so important for us to remember why we're here, and then follow that. That's how we can be best in service to each other, by remembering the truth of who, what we are,
and to follow our ideas and to follow our beauty, the care that we have for each other. And volunteering is just one of many ways we can do that. And hopefully you will be, over the next few weeks, we'll talk a little bit more how service, how being in service can be sometimes the one thing that we need in our lives in order to be more of what we already know we are. So, one million dollar flying fish in the middle of the Indian Ocean. I don't wish it onto anyone, but this is a true story. And I thought it was fun to share it with you. Let's just take a moment and uh, meditate. Just take a moment and breathe deeply. Take in the breath, the essence of God, and allow that breath to enliven you. Just allow your thoughts and feelings to calm to become present. And just like the flying fish, think of those things that matter to you, things that you care about, ideas that are ready to come alive. Maybe there are moments where you tap into those ideas, but you don't give yourself the room and the freedom to explore them. So right now, in meditation, you have that freedom. Allow your breathing to be the vehicle and reminding you how you are being fed, how the things that you care for, things you care about, the people you care about, how these things come alive and demonstrate to you your path. We have a wonderful gift in our community. We all get together and share who and what we truly are. We bring those ideas to life 
We allow the freedom of the birds to take flight. And we recognize the beauty and the power of the ocean, the sea within ourselves. We're not just a drop, we're an eddy. Something that appears and disappears. Something that can never be separated from the sea. And even more so, we are much more than that. We use the examples of the disciples and of Jesus Christ, the stories to sail across the sea. We use those as reminders, a reminder of what is ours to do. So whatever comes to mind and heart, whatever sparks your idea, allow them to be, allow them to come to fruition, and allow them to be free. Because remember when Jesus woke up in the stern or came across the water. It's a symbol for our own Christness, our own divinity to come alive. And when we come alive, the whole world comes alive and the seas will calm down. So let us give thanks for these beautiful stories to point toward our true nature. Let us give thanks to how wonderful our community is, giving us a home to come and celebrate. And let us give thanks for ourselves having the courage to do the things that ought to be done by us. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.